What's going on, ladies and gentlemen, sinks and inks, and welcome to Lactic Acid. I am your host, Dominic Smith. Guess what? November 3rd, this Thursday, this Thursday, it's crazy to think we're in November. I'm not mad at it. It's holiday season, and so we're going hard on the Christmas music, so it's all good. The trees are coming up November 1st. I, you know, just had to throw that out there. Um, but yeah, November 3rd is the one-year anniversary of the creation of this podcast specifically when the first episode was released i can't thank everybody enough for their continued support and just i don't know just following and listening and i hope you all have enjoyed the content so far it's only just beginning as we try to elevate the sport through the art of laughter and storytelling and so i am just honored and thankful for everybody who has invested in the show by listening by being my guest it's been so much fun and like i said we're only just beginning but do me a favor if you enjoy what you are hearing be sure to subscribe, whether it's on Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast, subscribe, hit the notification bell so you get all the latest updates and alerts when a new episode is dropped. And if you like what you're listening to, go ahead and leave a nice review. It helps the channel grow. It helps the algorithm for more people to find us. If you are on YouTube, type in Lactic Acid with Dominic Smith, click on the subscribe button, hit that notification bell. We have exclusive YouTube series like Track Talk and then a bucket of Track Talk and fried chicken. And trust me, it is going to be on and popping with amazing guests. And I am really excited about that. So please be sure to do that for me. We are also partnering with Track Barn. Yes, Track Barn, an incredible company down there in Texas. And if you go on their website, www.trackbarn.com, if you order anything, type in the code LACTICACID10, no cap, all caps, excuse me, LACTICACID spelled out, no spaces, and then just the number 10 you will receive 10% off your order. They have incredible things, incredible things, and they're doing a great job of helping and elevating the track and field community with affordable prices and everything you need, they have. So if you're looking just for your day-to-day -day gear, be sure to check it out. If you are a coach and you need equipment, please be sure to check it out. They have payment um, processes and payment methods that, you know, will help you, um, you know, pay over time. And so please be sure to check them out today. I am super pumped to bring you an awesome guest, an Olympic champion, a world champion, the pride of Cleveland, Ohio, and she enjoys the Buckeyes too, Katie Najat. And this was a fun episode. Katie is awesome. She is a superstar. She is one of the best people you'll meet. We talked about um, her journey in the pole vault and um, just how she was able to overcome different things to get to the place where she was. And then we talked about food. And you know, that's the way to my heart. We talked about the marching band, fashion, all of this, some good music. It was a fun episode and it's something that I know that you guys are going to enjoy. And please be sure to follow her journey as she's on the quest to three-peat. That is when the Olympic gold, when, well, she won the world championship and then to win another world championship in 2023 in Budapest. Thank you all for your continued support on social media. Lactic Acid underscore pod is where you can find me on Twitter. And then Lactic 
Lactic Acid with Dominic Smith. You can follow me there on Instagram. As always, thank you for your continued support, and we'll talk to you soon. going on ladies and gentlemen sinks and inks and welcome to lactic acid i am your host dominic smith today i have a certified baller shot caller world champion olympic gold medalist and listen if you do not believe that world peace is possible katie najat my guest tonight is proof that there is because she is the second person in united states history to bring a championship back to cleveland so you <laughs> know we are on and popping and in great company tonight katie najat is tonight's guest katie how are you doing on this fine evening hi i am great thank you for that introduction and thank you for having me it is true like literally <laughs> Like, if there's a Mount Rushmore, like Steph Curry, I know he's from Akron, but he really didn't bring it back to Cleveland. Yeah. So, but there's, <laughs> there's, there's, there's only two people. There's only two people, you and LeBron James. And if you are a member of the Cleveland Browns organization, you have your answer to what can turn this season around. Because <laughs> uh, I don't know what's going on. I, see, I don't root for Cleveland, but I don't know uh, what's going on there with the Browns. I do. <laughs> so I, I feel bad, man. Like, you have to watch that every single weekend. Yeah. Well, I try to, I live in Atlanta. So unfortunately I don't actually get the game very often unless I'm actually at a Browns backer bar, which some days are my rest days. So half the time I'm like, I just want to be cemented <laughs> to my couch. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's been a little tough this year. It started out promising, but you know, that's sports. Uh, that's, that's Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> it's Cleveland, man. Gosh, can't even watch the Browns. It's even worse. You have to watch the Falcons. Um, <laughs> Arthur Smith, I just have to say this. I, I know I just have to say this for the sake of my fantasy league. And if anybody's listening, please pray for my fantasy football team because we need the Lord's touch. <laughs> Kyle Pitts, man, use this man. I like He's like, I'm depending on him. Ain't yeah. no reason he should only have 2.9 points per game. Yeah. But... Yeah. That's that's neither here nor there. That's <laughs> I just had to a, a quick PSA. So I've been asking this question as of late. So I have to ask you this, but we're gonna change up the food item. So let's just say, you know, Yankee Candle and the great people up at Thurman's um cafe in Columbus. I'm not sure if you know what I'm talking about. I I'm not super familiar with Columbus. I've heard of it, um, okay. but my my mom and my sister went to Ohio State, but I didn't. So, Ooh, I, okay. you know, I've been there. I've been to Columbus. So oh, no. Thurman, go ahead. Oh. No, sorry, that was that half. Thurman's is this high key, from what the kids tell me, amazing local burger joint. Okay. That it's it's like, it's like the staple. Like Cleveland has, you know, those staple restaurants. Um, yeah. and so Thurman's is that, okay. so Thurman's and Yankee Candle, as well as a pumpkin patch, got dinner one night and said, you know what, man, Katie, the jot 
is somebody that is so freaking amazing that we would be wasting the fall season if we did not invest in her awesomeness. Like, literally, that's like having a piece of fried chicken and letting it go to waste. And we cannot do that with such a great talent as this. So we need to come up with something that is suited for her greatness. So Thurman said, we're going to reach out to her and she has to make a custom made hamburger that she wants on the menu. Yankee Candle said, bet, that's a great idea. And so they said, we need her to make a custom made fall scented candle to go with it. Food Network was like, well, we want to get into parties since we're talking about food. What if we gave her her own baking championship and she came up with the theme? So I need you to tell me the burger, the candle, the show, and the title for all of it. Oh, my gosh. Um, Okay, so the burger, I... And I guess if we're going full quote unquote sheet meal, because you got to do the burger right, right? Oh, yeah. Um, also, just <laughs> I just got diagnosed with celiac disease, so I am now gluten free. So oh. we'll say this is pre gluten free. This was like in the last couple of weeks. So this is very new. Um, I'm sorry. I, no, it's, <laughs> okay. it's okay. It's totally fine. I love talking about food, it's probably my favorite topic. So I would say with the burger, um, I would probably throw bacon, barbecue sauce, some mac and cheese on there, like a barbecue bacon mac and cheese burger. It's messy. It's I've had a variation of that before. And so that I didn't just come up with this out of nowhere. I, (laughs) I had like a mac and cheese burger before and it was awesome. So Okay. I've yep. never had that yet, but <laughs> okay. I, I, I like that. Okay. But let me ask a quick question about the burger. Are they the smash burgers? Or are they like the, uh, you know, half pound patties? Um, I would say they're the thinner ones. Okay. So like, not like super, not like McDonald's thin, but like, no, 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 no. You know, like the like a burger yeah 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 okay Okay. i like that i like that (laughs) um and then for the candle i mean fall scents are kind of my favorite so i i like a gosh my my favorite right now is from bath and body works it's a marshmallow fireside and i like it because it's sweet but it's smoky so I don't like when something's super sweet. So I, I mean, I, I, it'd be that, but I can't say I made that up. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Um, you can, that's okay. I like, I like smells that have like, kind of, aren't just like sweet. Like I don't do just vanilla. I like when there's like a smoke. A sweet and savory aspect. Yeah, yeah. 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 And then, oh gosh, I just like don't bake ever, but I would say, I'm pretty boring when it comes to like what I like. I it's I now you're the host of this show, so everybody else is doing the baking, okay, and and the sculpting. So it's whatever is enticing to you. Okay, that's what we're rolling with. I guess I would have them create like a 
pole vault pit, like their rendition oh. of a pole vault pit. So it could be like cupcakes to make up the pit and that like, or it could be like a cake with like the fondant or, you know, I would probably uh, have them create some sort of like a pole vault pit, whatever their, their like idea of it. <laughs> oh man, boy, that could be really bad. <laughs> uh I like that. So here's the hard part. What are we naming this entire project? Um, oh, let's just say, uh, I, gosh, I don't know. Oh, you're putting me on the spot. Um, <laughs> um, let's, I'm trying to think of something as well. Yeah, as well. like, um, oh, Katie. So, okay. Sorry, what were you saying? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm trying to think. Okay, so Cleveland is like known for its blue collar industrial town. Okay, yeah. And then you're a gold medalist. <laughs> uh huh. Just, just call it. Just the uh, I don't know the fall festival. <laughs> I, I, I guess like the the, the gold. <laughs> The blue collar gold, I don't know. The gold uh, stat, the gold bar. I, I, like, oh, I, now that's a good one. The gold bar. <laughs> okay. Might have there, to cut out some of that hemming and hawing, but. <laughs> okay, probably. You know, there's the gold bar. There's the Balter's Delight. Or, that, okay, yep. See, now you're, now we're getting into it. Yeah. Balter's Paradise. Okay, okay, okay. I'm with I, it. I, and I am. That that's usually the tough. And here's the thing: I I come up with this question, and <laughs> like when I ask you the question, I try to think of something else. But the past couple episodes, I have just like messed no, myself like over. It. It's fun. It's oh fun. man! So uh, y'all, we need to make that happen. So if anybody has connections to the connections that I'm referring to, then a I need y'all to sponsor the show. B let's make that happen in general. <laughs> let's get that. Let's get that going. So. I love that you enjoy talking about food because if you pretty much 60% of the episode is us talking about food always on this show, but we got to talk about how like your greatness <laughs> for a second, because you, I said this on another show, there are four events that are just, you got, you have to be just about 32% crazy. <laughs> to compete in well, the <laughs> i'm getting to that <laughs> uh the marathon um yep. the marathon i said the hammer the hammer throw because that's crazy anybody who lines up against sydney mclaughlin <laughs> um and then the pole vault <laughs> What I, I just don't, and I've seen it like in high school, you know, I've seen, you know, vaulters, you know, vault these stupid meters. And I'm like, you know, the law is not as if the law of physics does not apply to the pole vault because what comes up <laughs> must come down. Yeah. And like, you just need to make sure you're going forward <laughs> instead of yeah. backwards. Yeah. What is it about the pole vault and how insane that event is that? that makes you keep going back to it because obviously you found something you found the golden ticket that <laughs> will and walk and those kids couldn't even find you found it faster than them so what is it about that event 
that you just love? Honestly, the, the feeling when you clear a bar in a competition, it just, it feels so good. And especially when it's a personal best or it's a high bar in an important competition, it's something that's very hard to replicate. Um, I think the best way that I can describe it to people just is like, if you're watching your favorite sports team in a championship, let's say, let's say it's football, for example, let's say it's the Browns, which, <laughs> um, you know, it's the Super Bowl. It's tied. We have the ball time is they snap the ball times out. He throws a hail Mary. We catch it and we win the game. That moment of instant elation. That is what we get when we clear a bar, especially when it's, you know, a major event, a personal best, that like immediate explosion of happiness and energy <laughs> that's what we feel and so that's what we're chasing every time you can tell because i don't know if there's an event that generates more immediate reaction yes then then and it, it's so funny like sometimes watching the pole vault you don't have to be all the way over the bar it's just like you guys have a sixth you, sense you know as soon as like you're over and you haven't touched so and that's yeah that's what i like is that even like in the action shots it is you don't have time to calculate your reaction it's just a pure raw emotion so you're just seeing that and i i think it's really cool i, I, I yeah no it is because like seeing you you know you'll vault you'll come down and then it's like you bounce off of the mat and then it's just like the double fist <laughs> pump. <laughs> it's like, yeah. man, because personally, like when I first, you know, started watching the pole vault, I thought the immediate reaction was like, okay, well, they survive, you know. <laughs> and everything. It's like, yep, I lived another one. So <laughs> <laughs> like I lived another one because I just, I, I don't know if there's a race or an event that gives me more anxiety <laughs> than the pole vault. My mom would probably say the same thing. So. <laughs> but, but here's the thing. I say this all the time. That's the event that needs to be front and center. Because if you, and I was a thrower, you know, and, you know, coach throws. And so naturally I have a special place in my heart for field events. Right. But I stop, I would stop. Uh, and same. pay money to watch them. <laughs> I'm, I, we used to do it in high school. Yeah, Like, literally, you get done, we would get done throwing the discus. And we didn't have, like, Central Florida, we had a few really good pole vaulters, but it wasn't, like, quantity. You know, we, we run the sprints down here. And then, you know, the distance and yeah. Um, yeah. and everything. But if you got in a good pole vault competition, everybody would, like, they would have their tents and their little umbrellas and we sit there and watch like what, what are y'all doing <laughs> like what is it is so like amazing john anderson came on the show <laughs> and yeah and i have this question for you but i because i think the same thing he said about mondo applies to you as well he yeah. said one day he's gonna vault so high that he's gonna come down with snow like, <laughs> and I feel like you're getting to that point where you're going to vault and then one of the elements, this <laughs> is just like, okay, we're going to know that there's, we're going to know there's a 60% chance of rain on the way. 
by the uh, way, it's raining. Um. Yeah, <laughs> like you can see the clouds. You, you just have like this easy access to just like everything that's going on in the atmosphere. <laughs> what is it like just the, how do you control your anxiety and your emotions, especially when you're in a tight competition? Because I'm just telling you, like, I've checked my my heart rate, and it's in the 150s. So I'm like, I'm not even <laughs> or anything. I can't imagine what it's like for you guys, because you look so calm, cool, and collective. Like, it's game seven, and you're about to nail, uh, like, the two free throws. Or better yet, you're like LeBron when he blocked Iguodala against the Warriors. And it's like, blocked by James. Like, that's you, right. like, when it comes to the clutch. So, um so yeah. yeah it's I it's something I've worked really hard at because I definitely can let anxiety get the better of me but I think what it comes down to is just how you practice and with my coach and granted I will say I have been very fortunate where I just even from a young age when the bar went up when I was in a competition it just I just like a flip switched and I just performed so to say um and so luck thankfully i i you kind of either have that or you don't i think at this level and i think at this level everybody has it to a degree but um it's it's the way i practice um my coach when i started working with him back in 2017 i believe it was um he taught me how to think on the runway and i know that sounds kind of obvious but I would just run down with adrenaline, throw my hands up and hope for the best and kind of almost go on autopilot. And he taught me how to think and how to make my body do what I want it to do. And we call those my cues, my execution points. And so by focusing on my cues and just telling my body what I want it to do every time, by focusing on that in practice, in drills, every approach down the runway, every, you know, everything that I do, then when I get to a competition, it's kind of second nature to think that way. And it really helps keep the emotion out of it. So it's much more, um, I, I guess intentional, um, and you're not just kind of hoping for the best. So it, you still feel the anxiety. I mean, trust me at, at the Olympics, I was nauseous, numb, electricity running through my body i mean it was unlike anything else so we feel it if i if i look calm and collected i i'm glad to hear that because i don't feel that way inside no like you look like like a smooth operator (laughs) i don't feel like it i i always say i will I'm sure like I will miss the sport, but I will not miss like opening height nerves. I, oh I will never miss that. I will never miss like what I will miss is once you're in the competition and in your rhythm, I love yes. that. But like going into a meet, the nerves that I feel like, I feel kind of like just a little sick to my stomach. I just don't like that uneasy feeling. So yeah. I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you. Like i I feel that naturally I will never be an Olympian and you sure will never catch me <laughs> running down a pole vault. Like, listen, that's, that's just, and I'm, and I'm, no, cause I'm not about that life. That's, that's some, <laughs> that's some other level bravery that I'm just not about, but just even in high school, the first throw of the discus, I remember like, it's like, I'm a senior in high school. I've done this four years. I should be fine. Yeah. Then I scratched on the first throw. <laughs> like, it, yep. 
I trust me. I like, I mean, I missed my first two attempts at the Olympics. Like I hadn't done that all year. I really haven't done that much in my entire life. Like I, I haven't no heighted very often, thankfully knock on wood. And I haven't really even needed two attempts very often at my opening bar. So it was just add that to the fact that it's like the biggest meet of my life. And I don't, I don't wish that feeling on anyone. <laughs> I don't, but here's the thing. I, I, mm. How do I say this? I, I I can't say it fully. Like I think some track track and feel, like the track athletes feel it to some extent, specifically in the first round. Yes. Um, because you you just don't know. We we've seen it so many years. You know, the first round, like in 2012, everybody's in the 400, for example. Everybody's supposed to run 45, 46. Well, what happens when somebody pops a 42? I mean, a 44 or, you know, something like that. And then your whole race plan is just shot the hell in a handbasket. Yeah. Um, but there's something about field events because you have to sit there and you have to, it, you don't have a day Yeah. to get, you know, you know, just to yeah. shake it up. You got like 10 minutes. Yeah. um the kind of shake back and everything yeah I mean and that is one upside to what we do is that it is it's not dependent on other people like there isn't that racing element of like I have to go with this person like it's very you and your game plan but because there are just so many things that can go wrong technically <laughs> it's like every point I mean we are just practicing every day to try and get it as close to perfect as possible and to eliminate as many variables as possible. But there are just so many, if you overrun your step by just a couple inches, it completely changes the dynamic of your jump. And it's, I mean, there's so many things happening that it can, you know, on, and it's different places you compete. You just, you know, some places are just a little slightly different it's it's humans build it so there's human error like there's all these things that go into it that you're just you know it's it's stressful (laughs) well let me ask you this in tokyo is it was it more nerve-wracking not having anyone there compared to having like 50 60 70 80,000 people i what i i wouldn't say it was more nerve wracking. What I'm happy about is that we had practice doing that. I Mm. competed at local high school meets where there was like no one there. I competed at, you know, diamond leagues where the stadiums were empty and it was literally just you, your coach and the bar. And so thankfully that really worked to my advantage. And I think it's because my coach has done a good job of teaching me how, again, with those cues, just coming down the same way every time and just hitting it as hard as I can every time. And, and so no matter what's going on. And I mean, I still felt like this is the Olympics. I definitely had, it felt different than any other meet I had been in. And as much as I tried to tell myself, it's just another meet. It's just, it's the same thing you always do. It's not the same. Your body knows that like you can't trick it. (laughs) Um, And in a way it was awesome because I do think I, I do well with that. I mean, when there's pressure, I, I tend to do, obviously not always, but I, I tend to, I like that. I like that adrenaline. But what I will say is I know other women feed off the crowd and aren't always as good in those situations where there's not a big crowd. And, and so I, I think that worked to my advantage a little bit. So. You have a clutch gene that my God, 
the 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 <laughs> guardians, the the brown, the, the Lord, the Browns need Jesus. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's oh my gosh. The, <laughs> they need a court. Well, they need more than a quarterback. Free my dog, Nick Chubb, man. Like that. Dude, we'll, we'll get to football in a second. Oh, it's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but you have like a legit clutch gene. I mean, listen. Thank you. <laughs> you. You won. You won in Tokyo. Then you come back. I've said this about the World Championships. I feel like you and everybody who competed deserved an extra for the Team USA deserved an extra medal <laughs> for <laughs> having because like because when you think about like Eugene, so like the height. It's on home soil, so you you have to put on a show. Yeah, and then the turnaround was just so fast. Like the Olympics drains you. You yeah. got to turn around. Yeah, and you have to get prepared for something. Granted, it's it's World Championships. It's not the Olympics, but because of where it is, yeah. like it's like oh it's my gosh, yeah, it's it's huge, and it's like you have to put on. You know, it's Eugene and stuff, and it's you know. And so the fact that you came back and still balled out, it's like, <laughs> do you realize, and I say this in two senses, a bravery from the sense to put yourself out there again and then deliver like it, it was nothing. That's one. B, the fact that you can like die. <laughs> <laughs> from this event. Always, uh, always a possibility <laughs> always a possibility and so if anybody who wants to do the pole vault do not feed off the fear that i have because i have a fear of heights <laughs> so you know this is I just mean, i am afraid of the pole vault like let's okay. be very clear i it it terrifies me me and my coach talk about this all the time and part of that thinking on the runway is so that it doesn't that fear doesn't get better <laughs> of me but i I am a naturally anxious person. And so when I am doing something that can create anxiety, it will. And so pole vault is a bit scary, even though nothing has ever happened to me to warrant that on some level, I know it. And so it's, it can, I mean, it can definitely get the better of me. And it did this past year a little bit. I think, like you said, it was just such a turnaround and I, I just felt really burnt out in a way that I never expected. I think coming off the Olympics, I'm like, great. I've really, I finally like harnessed this. Like I, I'm good at this. Like, not that I didn't believe that before, but it's just like, it's like, okay, I got it. And I just crashed emotionally, physically. I just, I just crashed really hard. And and then I had to start competing again because worlds were in the United States. Like I don't, and it was a very frustrating feeling of, I need to amp up and my body literally wouldn't. Like mm -hmm. I, I couldn't get myself to care. I knew I wanted to care because worlds is in the United States. We will never have this opportunity again. I wanna compete in front of my family and friends. Why don't I care? Like, why can't I make myself motivated. Um, and I didn't know if it was, okay, I achieved this big thing. I'm 31. I, maybe it's, maybe this is just how it feels when you're ready to be done. I don't know, but I, I knew that I wanted to accomplish more, but I also know that this was the biggest thing I wanted to accomplish. So yeah. 
I'm like, okay, is this just, is this just what it's like when I'm done? And so I kind of made a deal with myself that if I couldn't muster it up for worlds and even just pull it together for that, then that was my sign. Then we were just, that was it. Then we were going to call it. Um, thankfully I, I did, I still had that in me, um, which I didn't have, I didn't have a great year of training and competing. I mean, if you followed my season, it was not, I mean, it was my worst season competing at outdoors by far. Um, but I, all the work that we had put in, in the years in advance, um, before that, thankfully, um, is what kind of gave me enough of a foundation to pull it out on that day. Um, but I can't do that again. (laughs) Okay. But, but here's the thing you look at it as like, and granted, I can't speak for you, but like your year was not on par with what you wanted. Yeah. Which is fair. But glass half full, I, I remember, I remember, I think it was Dwight Phillips. He he made a comment about, I think it was 2011 in Daegu. And he said his season was not going well. He had faced these young jumpers in the long jumps, and they were starting to get the best of them. But he ended up winning because, like you, your season may not have gone well, but you know how to win. <laughs> and so, like, like you have, like, the hen, the toughness of hen's teeth. <laughs> uh, and so, like, you, that's what I say, glass half full, okay, cool. Season wasn't on par, and I couldn't, you know, I had these struggles, but it's like, I'm Katie Najat. Like, I do this. I know how to, like, I know how to win. And that's why, you know, mentioned, (laughs) mentioned the, yeah, the bravery, because everything in your journey, like, prepared you for, like, the adversity that you faced, and you came away with a a gold medal. And so, like, yeah. No, it it ended up being awesome. And I, you know, I think it just showed me that I really am better than I sometimes give myself credit for because I'm very quick to believe the bad. I'm really like, I have a bad practice and it consumes me. I mean, I, I try not to let it be that way, but my coach has talked about like, I tend to get on this roller coaster of like, if I have a bad practice, I'm a terrible pool vaulter. If I have a good practice then I'm great at this, you know? And so it just needs to be more of this even keeled. And it was just a lot of the, the down last year. And so um, thankfully, I mean, I, I met with sports sites. Um, I, you know, I tried to do a lot of things, but it was, I think it was just something where I just needed a break. I needed to get away from it completely for a while. Um, I took six weeks off, not just physically, but emotionally, I didn't really do any interviews. I didn't really do any events or things relating to pole vault, maybe one, two, but the rest of it was spent just with my family and, you know, my friends and just getting away. And I feel so different now coming back. And I think that's just something I didn't get after the games and part of a rest, you know, an off season is not just getting away physically, but mentally getting away from the track too. And, you know, after five years of a buildup, it just, you know, and I don't regret any of it because it was, an unbelievable whirlwind and just the support that I got and the opportunities I got to do were so cool. And I wouldn't have changed anything other than maybe, 
you know, spacing it out a little bit, or I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe not because I think after the, after something like that, you kind of have to take advantage of those opportunities. And so, um, I just knew that this season, this off season was going to be different and I feel so good this preseason. I came back really excited and motivated and, you know, like I said, having the season I did, but then doing what I did at worlds, I think really just kind of changed my perspective on myself a little bit and I'm just, I'm excited. So (laughs) pretty much what Katie's trying to tell everybody is she's coming in the season, like a wrecking ball. A little bit, a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. She, she, she came in, she came in like a wrecking ball. Yeah. Um, I will say this before we move on to the off track stuff. It would have been clutch if like it went Olympics, non-championship year, Eugene. Yeah, I think that would have made a huge difference. And I, it was the pressure of needing to compete in Eugene and feeling the way I did. It was just like butting heads. Like I have to be here, but I don't want to be here. And I knew I yeah. still wanted to pole vault, but I just couldn't make my body want to do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like I said, she was, I said, toughness of him teeth, the braveness of <laughs> god anybody who's <laughs> like because <laughs> that is some serious some serious braveness what are three things that the human race does not know about katie najat well i guess something on this podcast that was already mentioned i just got diagnosed with celiac disease so Ugh. my brother was celiac basically what that means is i can never eat gluten again in a perfect world um i just have to cut that completely from my diet, which is unfortunate because it's in so many things that I like, like for those that don't know what it is, it's basically in, uh, wheat, rye and barley. So anything with flour, anything with, you know, pasta, breads, um, a lot of sauces put, put flour and yeah so you just have to the good thing is most of what I eat is relatively gluten-free because rice is fine any rice product so like rice noodles which I like because I eat a lot of Asian food anyways um any meats um and uh, like a lot of sauces are becoming gluten-free so it's just like soy sauce has gluten in it so I have to get a gluten-free soy sauce yeah it's just things you don't even think about um Wow. I did not know that. Yeah. So with that being said, I, in a way I'm kind of excited because, so it basically just ruins your intestines to where you can't absorb nutrients the way you're Mm. supposed to. And by eliminating the gluten, I'll be able to absorb nutrients better. So I'm I'm like, am I going to feel a lot better? Like I, I don't feel bad. I know a lot of people that have it feel terrible I don't um and so could I be like that much better like could I you know could I have more energy could I get stronger you know I'm I'm trying to be as positive about this (laughs) there are definite benefits because I was at the store the other day and I was buying something I don't even know if I have it but it said gf on it and I just noticed that everything is saying GF. And so I'm like, okay, I need yeah. to make sure that GF don't mean no taste. <laughs> and so. No, it's, I mean, it's, it's good. Thankfully, because going gluten-free was kind of a fad diet. 
yeah. there's a lot more products out there that taste good because companies were just catering to this, but it's been, you know, a thing for a while, but even things like it leaves a film. So I, like you have to really either deep, deep clean your stuff or just buy new plates silverware pots pans things like that so i just i bought new stuff like oh yeah going out to eat cross-contamination it's just it's a new lifestyle that we're figuring out so <laughs> it's it's but the thing is i think you're going to be able to enjoy food better because you can actually taste the natural product yeah yeah i mean i think i'm gonna be healthier as a result because oh yeah for example, when you go to a restaurant and I love going out to eat, but if you get appetizers, they are either fried or on bread. And now I can't really do that anymore. So um, unless it's fried in like a gluten-free batter with a gluten-free fryer. Like, and, you know. But there are so many, it's, it's trending that way. It is. That's the thing. Like I had something the other day and I was a little nervous because, you know, I'm a fried chicken fanatic, you know, um, <laughs> and everything. And so it was like, well, we're frying this in this oil and this gluten free non. And I'm like, late lady, I need is is my chicken going to taste good. And she's like, it's going it. to taste good. <laughs> like I have to, you know, was it good? It was really good. I was like good. shocked. Like good. it was it tasted fresher. Like, yeah. I don't know. So again, like I say, now that you're going gluten-free and you're going to, you know, be healthier and everything, I'm trying to tell y'all, Katie coming in like a wrecking ball, <laughs> track and field, better watch out. Yeah. Gosh. Um, so that, and then I wouldn't say like the human race doesn't know this, but I, I haven't talked about it a ton lately. I played trombone in high school. In oh, snap. Okay. Yeah. I, I played trombone growing up and I was actually pretty decent at it. I was first chair in the like all area band. Oh, to try hey. <laughs> um, so that would be two. And then um, I get people, I guess, know this about me, but I don't get to talk about it as much. I, part of my degree was in fashion and I got really to do a study abroad in Paris during Paris Fashion Week and like help at some of the fashion shows like dressing the models and things like that so oh my gosh I feel like I'm like talking royalty right now because <laughs> <laughs> first of all that I'm a huge it's, it's crazy I love the marching band um, <laughs> like as dumb as the sound because I grew up in a musical family I mean Ohio um, State to build. Oh, wait. okay I have a controversial take uh -oh. Ohio State's band is known as the best damn band in the land. Mm -hmm. That's not true. Oh, there's a band down here. Okay, the Florida A and M Marching One Hundred Rattlers HBCU. Okay. They are better. Ooh, they fighting words. That there's two bands that's better than Ohio State. Okay. and florida a and m is i love y'all i love y'all i love y'all y'all do great great <laughs> stuff you know don't don't kill me i we need you to you know play well Saturday. <laughs> but, but uh and listen i can't hate they just got a shout out on twitter from elton john yeah. um uh, but gosh yeah i, I love ones. i haven't seen the other ones um i think what's so impressive for me with Ohio State's band is just the formations they create and the way it's they insane. like 
images literally come to life just just by walking like in creating these pictures so that's not to say like other bands don't that play better songs i don't know but no 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 no, no. that's why i said they're top three they're cool. top three they're top three all right <laughs> yes like i said you know um because the bands that i just mentioned do the exact same things and okay. then some and like florida a&m played for the white house they played at the super bowl they played for the queen and all this other stuff so and i have family that went there uh, Fair enough. You know, Fair um, enough. I got to play the one to Ohio State, so I can understand. So, so you know, we we got the we we you know, it's all love, it's all thrill and no feelings. Yeah, so, exactly, it's all love. I respect, res- respect. But <laughs> the trombone, do you think that you could do, like, if they said, okay, Katie, we need a trombone player? Would do you think you could fit into those formations that they do? Because let me tell you all something, marching band. If you picked on them in high school, then that means you personally peaked early because that is one of the toughest things to do, especially in a form. How much time do I have? Is it like you have to jump in right now? Oh, you can't do that right now. You have to, you have at least a week and a half. A week and a half. I don't know. I don't think I could memorize the music in a week and a half. Um, I would probably, if I, if I had like over a month, to like sit down because I remember like the basic like the notes and like reading sheet music I could do that but I think just what they do at that level I would have to sit down with a like private lessons and <laughs> yeah. get my old my old teacher Mr. K like and <laughs> and uh, get that done but um I mean, if they were in a very dire situation and I had some time, I I could maybe pop in, but I don't know. They're, I mean, at that level, you're just doing some pretty incredible things. So, see, I was I was in the percussion. I did. I played the drums. My brother did um, as well. Oh, did he really? Yeah. Um, thought about marching band. I was like, ooh, and I just stuck the football instead i don't um, blame you i in all honesty i didn't really want to do marching band because i wanted to be with my friends up in the stands um, oh for sure but you know i the rule was we had to do it for two years if you wanted to be in band all four years and my parents uh, were like you chose to do this we put a lot of money into buying this instrument for you you oh, have yeah. to do it through high school and i'm like okay fine but I don't want to do marching band. So, but I respect marching band. I think it's amazing. I love what they do for the shows. I just wanted to be like up with my, with my friends. During oh, the for sure. There's, there's, if you're not on the field, you need to be in the stands, um, especially Ohio high school football. Well, Florida is crazy. Ohio. I'm Florida. learning that. Ohio's uh, fun. I was crazy. We really get into our football. I didn't realize that until I covered Ohio State football prior to getting back into track and field recruiting. Um, Some of those schools in Ohio, man, (laughs) like St. Xavier and Moeller and uh, 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 Coloran and and gosh, I don't even know some of these, whatever. But all these kids are like dressed in like red and and all this stuff. Body paint, yeah. It's, cool. it's it's crazy. I I played percussion too, but also oddly enough, I played the violin. So Ooh. yes, that is like the okay. one. 
instrument that's like, okay, whenever lactic acid takes off, takes off. <laughs> I, I am going to buy a violin. Yeah, that's awesome. Like there's something about like knew anybody that played strings because we didn't really do orchestra. We just did, we just did band. So we didn't have the strings with that, but there's something like about those horns, the trombone and, you know, I love jazz music, the saxophone. There's something so soothing about it. Like I always (laughs) thought like people who played like the trombone, especially the tuba, like you, you're, 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 you're a coal miner. Yeah, yeah, you have to be a coal miner to play the tuba, but um, I don't know. Like, they were always like the coolest people because there was so much swag about the trombone and everything. I don't know what it was about you guys. I mean, it, it explains the pole ball, but oh, well, yeah, yeah, I always <laughs> do the things that made me stand out. So, so I don't know. That is interesting. And then I'm sitting here, you could literally, like, I feel like. Track and field has the most talented people in the world outside of the track. You could literally design like the Team USA uniforms. uniforms. That'd be fun. I I mean, I'm I'm sponsored by Nike and I think it'd be super cool to get into design um, with that, especially like athletic gear. I, I'm so it's always so fun getting the new kit and just seeing what they come up with and the design element to it. And so yeah, I'm not creative enough to design things because with design, you have to be one step ahead of fashion. Yeah, For yeah. me, I like more of the um, styling element. So yeah. I like what I see and kind of piecing things together, that's more of my thing. I think with design, you have to be just super creative and one step ahead. And I I don't know that I I'm that, but yeah, I, I, I like putting together outfits. So do you think that, you know, once track and field is done, you'll explore uh, what you can do in the fashion game? Potentially. I honestly have thought about a bunch of different avenues. I, I love fashion. I love coaching. I could see myself getting into coaching pole vault um, or even just like personal training. Um I like public speaking. I could see myself kind of doing that for at least a little while. Uh, I think once you have Olympian attached to your name, it kind of ups your ante a little bit with doing public speaking opportunities. Um, And uh, I actually, so I'm engaged. I'm getting married in a couple of months, but. Yes, congratulations. Thank you. Congratulations. (laughs) But I love wedding stuff. I've always loved weddings. And so I could see myself maybe even doing something in that industry. I don't, whether that being a planner or just working in a bridal shop or something, I just, I love it. So all kinds of options. We'll see. But. The skies, all you, oh my gosh. But here's the thing you said, like, if you just flash Olympian, if somebody tries you, it's like, okay, cool. My grandma was an Olympian. You'd be like, okay, well, does she have this? And then you put out that gold medal. like, oh, snap, my bad. Okay, come on <laughs> in and give her the free access and everything. So um, I am waiting for the day I can pull the like Google me card. Like what? I, I wasn't really, I don't know uh, that I can actually ever have that in me to do that, but like, uh, mm. going to like attract me and somebody giving me a hard time, like that would be, uh, <laughs> it would have to me, but uh, it's funny. It would be. It's funny. No, I mean you could because I have 
seen like instances where people have, and I hope I didn't mess up your last name, but if somebody was like Katie Najati or something like that, then you'd just be like, okay, Google me. <laughs> like you'll see what's up or like official an official gives you a hard time or something like that you know google me chuck you know something like that i joke about it i when i you know do those hypothetical fights in my shower um <laughs> that's when i like think i'd say it but i don't think i'd ever actually have that in me to do it it's like it, everything is planned out in your head like oh, what yeah. you're gonna say how you're gonna say it when you're gonna say it the tone in which you're gonna say it it's like there's a song that says, Who you finna trust? Like, I bet it ain't me. And then that's you. <laughs> that's you in the shower. And then that's when right. it's actually and then like you get to it, and then like you just go Eminem's, yeah, Whatever frozen or <laughs> or Eminem's eight mile, like your palms get sweaty, knees yeah. and arms are heavy, and it's like dang, oh, like this yeah. this sucks. Like, what happened? I'm not like, as tough as I want to be, but we're getting there. I don't know about all that. I feel like if somebody really crossed you, like that inner pole vaulting Sasha Fears could come out and people could be in some trouble. Yeah, I guess that's fair. I think if if the right situation presented itself, I can be yeah. I can be pretty pretty. No, we don't want that to happen. Yeah, let's hope not, but <laughs> no, but it's just like I can definitely like stand up for myself and hold my own, but I'm also I'm non-confrontational. So no. if it doesn't require anything, then I won't. So what is the go-to? Let's just go pre when you can have gluten. What was like, what is like the ultimate Katie Najat plate? Are you talking pre-meat or just like my favorite thing? Listen, we're not, we don't do health on this show. We're talking about, <laughs> yes, come on now. Well, what's funny is I actually, I, I, most of what I ate wasn't necessarily bad. Um, my favorite food is sushi, I, but I eat like copious amounts of it and I eat the giant rolls that have all the sauces and the fried stuff. So it's, it's not exactly the healthiest, but it is good quality food. Like you're getting, you know, the, the fish and the, you know, seaweed and the rice. So, um, I like just, just a ton of sushi going to a restaurant and ordering like 10 rolls with, you know, two or three oh, people, like, and boy. Just, not me, not alone. Oh, just, that's what I and you okay. just order a ton of different ones and get a platter of it to share between everybody. That's, but I also really like all Asian food. I like Thai food. I like Indian food. I like, um, hibachi, like, you know, so. So I, I have to say this. I don't understand y'all people who eat sushi. <laughs> I, I, maybe it's just me growing up here. You know, my, my roots come from Alabama. So if somebody's saying sushi, I'm thinking it's a fried egg roll or you're frying some kind of fish or something like that. Like my fish has to be cooked. Like, they have a lot of cooked rolls. So they have like fried shrimp rolls where it's literally fried shrimp in the okay. middle with rice around it. And then you can just dip it in good sauce. So that's how I started was either a California roll, which is cooked crab, avocado, cucumber, and the rice, or fried like shrimp tempura, which tempura, is fried shrimp. Yes. And then I started with those and then just started to kind of branch into the raw stuff. And now I'm just full blown. So you eat like raw salmon and, yep. you know, you eat Nemo and Dory with they wrapping in some seaweed and rice and everything like it ain't no. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> 
I don't name them as I eat them, but yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, you, you don't name them, but at the same time, somebody told me when I was eating fried calamari, it's like, how can you eat Squidward and not be? I'm like, well, gladly, tasty. Yes, I'm like, he's he, like, he understands. Like, you yeah. know, if you watch SpongeBob, if you watch SpongeBob, we're doing him a favor. Right. Um. So, oh boy, I will say this. I am a fried chicken to me. Like I have my saying is fried chicken is bad for the body, good for the soul. And then my overall saying is if you can't fry it, don't buy it. <laughs> I have gotten into pho as of late. Pho is awesome. And really? I cannot get enough. I don't know what they put in that broth. It is so good. I like to put... Um, poison sauce and um little sriracha that's how yes. i do mine but yeah the fuzz really good and also just like the vermicelli so a lot of times when you go there they'll just have like a plate of the rice noodles with shrimp in it as opposed to in the broth and i oh it's so good well maybe well i just start i'm a rookie at this so i didn't know because <laughs> we have i grew up not having any of this either because my mom had a pretty sensitive stomach. Go figure. Both my brother and I. <laughs> uh, my mom had a sensitive stomach. And so we pretty much stuck to like the basic like chain restaurants where she could get like, you know, chicken, mostly chicken, chicken sandwich, chicken. And chicken rice. Yeah. Um, and so like we didn't really grow up even having Mexican. We didn't really grow up having a ton of like fried foods like we didn't do a lot like any Asian and so I just started branching out once I got a little bit older and once you start it's you can't stop like good the flavors are just so good I've I've never tasted (laughs) anything so succulent so (laughs) just like I felt like a new person (laughs) like after I ate it healthy like it just feel good like after it's such a good fall winter Uh, literally there's a picture a friend and a friend and i went to this place called i think it was it's called 24 hour or 24 hour okay i think i think i've seen that yep oh my goodness gracious when i tell you i was emotional (laughs) (laughs) Like, like literally like i felt like watching when I watched Ohio State beat Oregon for the 2015 National Championship, that just touched my soul, like, to a point where tears almost came out. And that was me eating that bowl of fun. <laughs> yeah. um, I feel that. So, when you find that new thing, that new dish that you haven't had before, it's, this is it. The only thing I cannot get with Vietnamese, Vietnamese food is I do not do raw meat. In the bowl, like that nasty meat touching the noodles, touching the. I can't See, I don't do it mind there. that because it's so thin that it cooks it. So but it's still raw. But you can do like raw beef. I wouldn't do chicken that way. But no, there there is a place. It's a, I think it's a hot pot place or whatever, where that that water is like steaming hot, like it could take layers of skin off, and then you pour it, and then it cooks it. I was like, I can't do that. <laughs> like, with, and, that, and they do it with chicken and stuff like that. I said, like, no, 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 no. 
I mean, obviously to some degree it's, it's fine because I don't think they'd be in business if it wasn't, but that's fine. No, I, it's fine. I just can't I, do it. People see you brave. You are brave. We determined <laughs> that you are amongst the bravest among us. That's not me. You know, Zach Brown band sang a song that I attribute to my life model. And that says, you know, I like my chicken fried. So that's kind of how I operate. <laughs> but on a Friday night, I don't do jeans, but if you put uh, <laughs> basketball shorts, you know, and the radio up, that's that's me. Um, what's like your go-to football? Because mine, not, I've only had it twice. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I got the chicken. Mm-hmm. I got onions or the scallions. Yep. I got a little bok choy. Yep. Um, the rice noodles. Mm-hmm. and some sriracha mm-hmm. and a little hoisin sauce yeah. that was I mine. mine pretty basic um i will do the rice noodles i'll do beef and then some jalapenos i like a little Ooh. bit of rice okay. um, and then i'll sometimes throw in just a little bit of the basil um or yes yeah. basil basil yes just to kind of get that and then um yeah, poison, sriracha, um, onions. I do like onions in there, but I tend to keep it pretty. I don't do bean sprouts. Not a big bean sprout person. Um, okay, that's fair. I mean, I, I don't mind them, but a lot of times they overload it. And I'm like, I don't need that many. So I noticed that because I they were like, you, you just eat it. <laughs> like, it's really good. And it's I was like, fine. okay. Yeah. It didn't, it's like, my life would be okay if they were not in there. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. cause it, cause it kind of, I don't know. There's just no like taste to it. Yeah. Um, And then I think it's, what is it called? The green onions or whatever the case might be. Yeah. I think that's yeah. what it is. They put those in there. Now you said you like a little bit of spice, but in the same breath, you said sriracha and jalapeno. So it's like, no, it's like a flavor bomb of heat. I, yeah. Thing is, I don't, it depends how it's done. So I like jalapenos de-seeded so like okay that's fair you take the seeds out or if you just put them in like i won't eat the jalapenos themselves but i like the flavor that it adds i'll also add them to like when i get poke bowls um i'll add them in and but i won't always it's basically like the deconstructed sushi but i won't necessarily eat them um but i will have them in there just to kind of add just just enhance it a little bit yeah Um, a little I said, uh, see, I'm 28, so you may get this reference, but in like determining or trying to explain different flavors enhancers. So you're saying the, the DC to jalapenos are like the crystal light of like food or okay. whatever. Yeah. Okay. Just, just a little something. Yeah, just a cool, nice Kool-Aid packet. I feel that. <laughs> I like that. Uh, you really brave because I don't get people like, and I can't say, yes, I can't say it. I don't, I've only had tuna fish that's like in the can or tuna fish salad. You know, but I when I tuna and I don't actually, I, I'll, I like some salmon cooked, but not my, I, I actually like it raw better. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but why? <laughs> and what does I that taste know. like? I, I think just when it's mixed with, the thing is, it doesn't have a ton of flavor like when it's fresh it doesn't taste fresh. Fishy. like when it is doesn't taste or smell fishy so when it's fresh 
it just kind of takes on whatever flavors are with it. Oh, okay. So I, I like the texture it adds to the, to the whole dish. And I, I like it in the sushi rolls. Um, but I, I don't do like the sashimi where it's just by itself. Like I Ooh, want it on yeah. rice or with rice, like in some form. Um, but yeah, I think so, like I said, you just, you, you kind of work your way up. It's kind of like coffee. You start super, super sweet. And then you start like, that's <laughs> too much. So then you take it less and now you're drinking black. <laughs> the cooked stuff and then you get like the super big rolls that like kind of disguise the fact that you're eating raw fish and then you just slowly but surely work your way up to eating sashimi so um oh boy <laughs> so in in two i so we have an exclusive youtube series called a bucket of track talk and fried chicken where uh, the guests we engage in wings but we kind of don't talk track we just talk about anything else okay I was told that same thing that you just explained, but with Seinfeld. It's like oh, you hate okay. Seinfeld, but you're going to end up watching it. <laughs> See, like, I haven't watched a ton of Seinfeld. I respect it. It's, I mean, it's just, it's, it's a reason. There's a reason it's a, one of the most well-known shows, but I just haven't gotten around to watching it yet. Yeah, it's nothing that I want to get around to watching <laughs> and everything. But I, I'm going to take a step out on bravery. I'm going to try. I'm going to try something. Okay. I'm going to get outside my comfort zone. Okay. And I'm going to try it. Okay. And I'm going to let you know how bad it tastes. Ah! And, then, and then the next thing you know. <laughs> start with the shrimp tempura roll. Just start there. If you like fried food yes. like that's a good place to start and then a california roll those are kind of the two just nice and easy intro to sushi start there see how you go i'm actually curious because i don't drink coffee so i'm like okay. i'm and so that's why i i think i posted on facebook i decided like i tried to get a poll so i drank like one it wasn't like regular coffee it was like one of the mocha crap or frapper crap things. Yeah. And it was just a bunch of milk. And so my heart was beating so fast because if you're not used to drinking coffee, like it gives you heart palpitations. And so yeah. I was like, let me, let me try it again and stuff. And so people were throwing all these different like coffee orders. It sounded like hieroglyphics. <laughs> and I was just, I just made the decision. I'd just rather be tired for the rest of my life <laughs> than to indulge in coffee and stuff. No, fair enough. Fair enough. Like I started uh, like when I was in high school and I just wanted something to drink. To drink and they yeah. had those, like French vanilla machines that you just oh. like, like a dollar for the French vanilla latte or whatever. And then that. This I, was in high school? Yeah, I wasn't allowed to, but I would drive myself to school. And if I had to stop at the gas station, I'd like get one every so often. And oh, yeah, it was when I was older, though. Like, I would say I was a senior. So it was like I was like 17 years old at this point. I. Yeah. See, brave, <laughs> braver right there. Um, So quick question before. But I am going to try sushi. I am going to try. Sushi. I'm going right. to grow. Right. I'm going to evolve. Awesome. Uh, one last food question, then a quick television question. What is the food scene in Cleveland like? I think it's great. Honestly, I think it's underrated. I mean, I think Cleveland in general is underrated. <laughs> um, That's fair. Uh, I think it gets a really bad rap, but I'm like, and I said this when I did my 
hall of fame speech, like people give me such a hard time being from Cleveland. And when you tell them I'm from Cleveland, they make fun of you. It's just what they do. I'm like, I love that because they don't get it. They don't get how awesome it is. So anyways, um, we just, we have a lot of really cool restaurants popping up, just good quality food. Um, I like, it's actually a lot more than people would realize we have a lot of breweries, so they, mm. they have good food there. Um, but yeah, it's, it's actually, we have a lot of good seafood restaurants. If you can go. Oh, them. So, really? Yeah. Yep. I don't shout out to my uh, former coworker, Steve Hudak, who is from uh, Cleveland works down here at the Orlando Sentinel Sentinel uh, work with him uh, mm-hmm. for a minute, big Buckeye fan. Yeah. And he gave me some restaurants, but I don't get why people crap on people from Cleveland because I've met some people from Cleveland. I granted, I've never been to the city, yeah. but I don't, and I've been to Ohio, you know, been to Columbus. I don't have anything bad to say about people from Cleveland. <laughs> like, I don't understand why they give you crap. Like, they, they, they're... There was definitely a point when it wasn't the nicest. Um, but, and I think, you know, the whole, you know, mistake on the lake, like, and then our oh. sports teams have been struggling. And so, you know, not all of them. I mean, the Guardians just did phenomenal. Um, I mean, the Browns, they've, they've had a rough start, but like, we've had a good couple of years in the past. Um, it ain't going to get no better <laughs> for this season, this season. Yes. It's like, it's coming around, but I think, you know, once you have that stigma, then it's just like, it's an easy target. And it's not a fair target because I just <laughs> don't understand. It seems like a growing city. It seems um, there's a lot of talent in the Cleveland area. There's some good schools like, uh, you know, talking about football, you have to mention, um, you know, Glenville High School, St. Ignatius, I think yeah. this the um, squad. So, and it just seems like the people there from my view of Cleveland is you got a bunch of hard, like blue collar, hardworking people, but they're like normal yeah. people like yeah. that. Like you guys are like pumpkin skeletons or something like that. Yeah. Like the weirdest people. I, I've never understood that. I'm yeah. I, I don't understand. Thank you. Yeah. Everyone that I bring to visit or comes to visit me there after they leave, they're like, Oh, Cleveland's awesome. Yeah. And so the wedding is in Cleveland and people are literally flying in from England for it. So I'm kind of, excited granted it's on new year's so it's not going to be like the nicest time of year to really explore but at least like we can show them a good time hey listen there's no better time to go to a bar than when it's cold outside amen and everything so wow well you will not get any cleveland hate from me because i think it's um you know people i've heard some things about other places in ohio but cleveland is certainly um not one of them so and like i said cleveland is great because it there's there's so many great people who competed in cleveland what is it bernie kozar and um you got lebron and you have yourself um (laughs) and everything you know jim brown and and so yeah just just bump that you know what what LeBron say? Cleveland, this is for you. That's what we. That's what this podcast is dedicated to. Well, really, you said it too. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, what's what's the go to television show? Um, it de- 
pens i was just watching house of the dragon um and so i i watched that this season i loved game of thrones when it was on um i know the ending gets a really bad bad rap i get it i i think the (laughs) last few episodes were rushed in comparison to the rest of the series but it doesn't ruin it for me Um, and i still liked elements of the final season um I mean, the the one whole episode was a fight sequence, the entire episode where they, you know. Um, But I also (laughs) really like Bachelor in Paradise and I'm watching that too. So (laughs) I do both ends of the spectrum. (laughs) Let me ask you a question. What is it with these, y'all, track and field athletes? And I have been blessed to interview some incredible, incredible, incredible athletes. And almost every single one of them has this affinity and love for for reality television. I'm like, we compete in track and field. Like, isn't that enough drama? <laughs> like, as well, it is. I think there is something to watching drama when we're not involved in it. And That's fair. Somebody That's fair. used the analogy once that like reality TV is like junk food for your mind. Like, you know, okay. it's bad for you, but it tastes good. Like, you're okay. Okay. so like. I, I don't watch many of them. Bachelor and Bachelor in Paradise is pretty much it. Like I don't do Housewives or Kardashians or any of that really. So um, I've, I've got a couple, but like it's that's pretty much it. So how much of that do you think is real? Oh, like zero percent. <laughs> I, I mean, I think I think what they do is they create a situation where people get their emotions. Their the emotions are real, but they're ultra heightened and then they manipulate the situation where I read an article where they don't feed them very well but they give them a ton of alcohol they sleep deprive them and so and then they just let them and they don't give them any access to the outside world so you don't get phones I heard you can't even bring books like so you literally just have to like be in this house like competing for one person so a survivor drunk like chaos will ensue <laughs> so that's so bad like it's the first I mean, thing people sign up for it and know what they're getting i mean i don't think they always do but you know it's just- no it's actually kind of funny because i was i had to write a quick story um about matt james um yes he had and, a quite an interesting season yeah and he's running the um nyc marathon and i was like yeah. and i actually watched one season i don't know if it was it was the was the bachelorette um i was like y'all crazy (laughs) like 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 literally but now that you it is i don't know i get frustrated like i just that's fair i see them and it's just like no that's fair somebody needs to shake you like just (laughs) but now that you like explain it it makes sense because if I, well, first of all, here's the thing. If you tell me we're limiting your food, I'm leaving. I'm going home. I'm going to. Oh, yeah. I'm I don't go- know that they know that. I think they just feed them at very specific times and it's not like a ton. So Okay. Well, just know I that. that w- yeah. When I don't I got- think they know going in quite what they're getting into. Well, if there's anybody who's thinking about going on that show, then you heard it here first. Uh, You can go in and like tell yourself your wits about you, even when all 
hell is breaking loose around you, then you're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. Because listen, <laughs> when they give me that little tray of food, then I'm gone. I'm, going home. <laughs> I will, I'm like this. So I will walk 500 miles if I have to. So we are approaching a new season. And like I said, your story is so amazing to so many people. For anybody who's looking to follow in your footsteps, what piece of advice would you give them? Not just young girls, but maybe some of the people that you compete, you know, with who look to take inspiration from the great things that you've done. Yeah, I think I, my biggest learning lesson through all of this has just been that if it doesn't happen immediately, it does not mean it's not going to happen. I think we're as human beings, we want things immediately, especially like this generation is very just immediate gratification and immediate. I mean, look at social media, look at like just everything is instant results, instant, you know, and I, it took me until my senior year of high school to win States. It took me until my senior year of college to win nationals. And it took me until five years out of college to win us nationals. And then another few years. So it just, I, I love that this sport keeps you honest and like, actually, like you can't just want it more than the next person you have to put in the work, but if it doesn't happen immediately, it doesn't mean it won't happen. I know like everyone has a different path. And I think what's cool is my training partner, Sandy Morris, she and I have had very different paths and have both been very successful in what we do. She was she made the team right out of college. She signed a contract right out of college. She was silver medalist immediately, like in she like in so so many different. I mean, she's medaled in almost every major every championship one. she's ever been in. Um, and so, but like that was not me. It took me five years out of college to to make that team and and sign a contract. And so, um, I just yeah, I hope that I can show people it's as long as you just grind and, <laughs> and keep believing in yourself, like some pretty cool things can happen. You have survived the interrogation process. <laughs> now time for the fun stuff. Okay. This segment is called down the home stretch. I'm going to ask you a few rapid fire questions. I want you to answer them to the best of your ability. Okay. But here's the thing. If you don't, it's all good. I don't care. Just give it your best shot. Uh, you are competing for a place on the metal metal stand. Um, no. That yes, that that includes and I. This is so bad. I should remember it. But uh, whether it's Vanessa Fraser, Sinclair Johnson, Laura Thweet, um, Marley Stogerper, Kara Winger, some impressive champions, and I am confident that you will join in with that bunch. Are you ready? Absolutely not. Let's do it. If there was a food that you had to live with and a food that you had to get rid of for the rest of your life, what would they be? Uh, food to live with would be sushi. Food to get rid of. I could live without pizza. Oh, boy. I know so if I never say that, but I'm fine never having pizza. I've had some weird answers, so I just have to say that if I stop and ask you to elaborate, that doesn't count against the time. So <laughs> I have to ask this. Um, so actually, you know what? Bump this. I'm going to make it a question. I'm trying to keep it like like very normal things. Like, I'm not going to... No, 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 no. That's, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, that's totally fine. So since you hate pizza, this is, question is not going to be a problem. Uh, deep dish 
or New York style? New York style. Okay. What was the favorite place that you've taken a vacation to? The Bahamas, where I just was for my bachelorette party, Exuma. Uh, hey, that's what it is. That's awesome. Weather, water, all that stuff had to be amazing. Yes. Okay, definitely. If you had to play any position on the Cleveland Browns because you felt like it gave them the best chance to win, what position would you play? Okay, best chance to win. Um, probably receiver. Um, I'm fast, so if I could get out in front of people, then I could, I mean, not fast against the men, but like if you if it was with women. <laughs> I, well, listen, if you watch the games, you're faster than some of them on the team, so. <laughs> Well, I don't have a lot of agility, so I wouldn't say running back, but I would say receiver. Well, they have Nick Chubb, so they're good there. Yes. Um, but, you know, they definitely need somebody to go out and catch um, those deep, deep routes, those <laughs> go routes. And, hey, they need a kicker, too. So, you know, the possibilities are endless. I can try. <laughs> All right. So a few more questions. If you had to be a guest on any talk show, what show would you be a guest on? Oh, gosh. Um, I would say Kelly Clarkson. Oh, that would actually be a fun show. If, or James if, Corden. Oh, okay. James One of the Corden. funny ones. I, I, like, I like both. So. <laughs> would, you ever, would you ever do cartoon karaoke? The carpool karaoke? Car, car, yeah, <laughs> I was like, oh, cartoon. Boy. I haven't seen that one yet. That would be lit too, but the <laughs> carpool cool. karaoke. Yeah. Okay, I am down with that. If there was a theme song to describe your life, what would it be? Um, the first thing that came to my mind is the Friends theme song because that's also one of my. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> and like, I, I guess I. It's true for my friends. Like I, I'll be there for my friends. So, <laughs> what friends care? What friends character do you think you relate to? Oh, uh, definitely Rachel because I love shopping. I'm, I'm definitely a bit ditzy. I'm a little <laughs> like I, yeah. <laughs> hey, listen, she was a main contributor on that show. So self-aware. Yeah. So there's no wrong with that episode. All right. A couple more questions. What is the best era of television and best era of music? Ooh, um, best era of television. I mean, I loved the cartoons I grew up with, like Fairly Odd Parents. Yes. Bob, um, all the Disney shows at that time, I really, I liked. Um, and then what was the second part of the question? Best era of music. Uh, I would say 2000s, like hip hop, like Nelly. And oh gosh. Like uh, anytime like back that ass up comes on, I'm like, yeah. That's, that's you, that's you. Okay, I see you, Katie. Okay. Gosh, turn it into Latin. Excuse my French. Excuse my French. It's a oh. song. I, it's I'm okay. quoting it. Um, listen, that's okay. Uh, what's that? He, <laughs> listen, that's old school. I'd listen Air Force One. Yes, Air Force One, hot and heated. Uh, oh my gosh, there's a song. Danger! Okay, <laughs> maybe we get to. Okay, we're getting to. <laughs> All right, what was the best 90s cartoon show? 90s. Mine is the Rugrats, so I'm curious. Yeah, I. I think I watched Rugrats the most. Um, I'll say Rugrats. 
Okay. So yes, this makes me happy because for whatever reason, I've had four episodes so far where we talked about nineties Nickelodeon television and stuff yeah. like that. And then Disney. Hey Arnold was really good too. <laughs> hey Arnold's been the popular answer. Yeah. Um Rugrats I like more. Me too. I'm definitely see, I see you're brave like Tommy. I'm a Chucky Finster brother myself. Um depends <laughs> on the day. Okay, three more questions. So naturally i just forgot one of them but that's okay we are going to bounce back if there was let's just say they were going to make a movie about your life who is the character that you wish to portray you in the movie who's the um, actress i i'll say uh, emma stone because i've actually that. had people tell me i look like her which is a huge compliment but i like Different people at different points have told me I look like different characters she's played, even when they've had like dark hair, when she's had dark hair and light hair, so. Okay. All right, two more questions. If there was somebody who could narrate the pole vault, the intense moments of the pole vault, who would you choose? Uh, Tom Hamilton, The uh, he's a sports reporter for the Guardians. Um, he's actually up for an award. He was, he was um, inducted into the Cleveland Hall of Fame and he's up for a national sports announcer award. He just is so animated and when he, when good things happen, the way his voice gets, it's kind of like, you know when Tom Hanks starts like yelling and like he gets that graveliness in his voice? <laughs> yeah. has the same effect and and I've always said, like, I would love for him to commentate on a meet. Listen, like, Tom, let's do it, man. Because yeah. there was, there's, when Tom Hanks, even, all the characters, whether it's Woody or Toy Story, anybody, yeah. is it's legit. Yeah. Last question. Why does kindness matter? Oh, because it just makes the world a better place. Gosh, there would be a lot less issues, I think, if people were just kinder to each other. Oh, uh, for sure. Yeah. Bonus question. What's the score? What will be the score on November 26th or 27th or 28th? 100 <laughs> is zero. <laughs> See, she didn't even have to. She, yeah. she knew what it is. I know. Can we, can we get an OH? I there yeah. we I, go. Hopefully, fingers crossed. It's it's going to be a good game. It's going to be a it very is. good game. I'm, I'm looking. Look, yeah. By the time this is posted, uh, Ohio State will have already been. Okay. Ohio State will have played Penn State. I like it. I like so, it. Looking forward to it. Bounce back. <laughs> National Championship. We're coming. Katie, thank you so much. Where can the people find you and support you? Thank you. Um, I would say mostly on Instagram, uh, K-T-N-A-G-O-13. And that's also my handle on Twitter. Um, I do post, I have a Facebook page. It's just Katie Najat Polwalt. I'm on TikTok, Katie Najat. So <laughs> oh. I'm on all of them, but I'm definitely most active on Instagram. So, Well, Katie, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to talk with us here at Lactic Acid. And I want yeah. to congratulate you, not just on your success, but you are about to take on another championship and winning or another gold medal and you're going to get married and I'm excited for you and I wish you all the love, peace and chicken grease this life has to <laughs> offer you. Until next time, peace. Thank you.
Oh, 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 oh,